Hello, and welcome to Makers Dev, episode number 36. Chris, I like your shirt. Thanks. It's a nice red shirt. <laughs> it is a nice red shirt. More also, vibrant. You also have a red, a red shirt on, yeah, yeah. Red-ish? Was it, would it be pink? It's like a, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I have a, when, when I was young, I used to love the color red, and I would like lay out my outfits for the beginning of the day, and I had like these bright red pants and this bright red shirt. And that was just my favorite of the outfits that I would do. And to my little child brain, like, that's how you matched clothing. It had to be the same color on the top and the bottom. And uh, it made me very happy. <laughs> so I think... Sounds awesome. Yeah. I, it was awesome. <laughs> I'd like to return to those days of just the, the monocolor. Oh, man. If it was just a little bit more socially acceptable, that would uh, drastically simplify uh, how I'm thinking about clothing. Uh, how you doing? We we got two more days, I think, until your GPS competition. How are we looking? How's the? That's right. So solidly in second place. What's what's going to yep. happen? How's this going to shake out? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are currently in second place. Um, we are. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the margin of error between us and number one is closing, and between us and number three. So everyone's crunching in a little bit. And uh, um, there's actually a thread on the forums this week about you know whether there will be a shakeup or not because. In some competitions, people can rise or fall by like ten or twenty places. Even in other mm. competitions, it only goes up and down like one or two places. You know, so mm. uh, I don't know. We don't know how this one's going to turn out. We will know in two days. I'm curious about what the margin of error is here. Like, what's what's the difference in accuracy right now between first and second place? How how much more accurate would you have to be to to be able to get first place? Yeah, I think as of this recording, first place is like two point nine five meters or something like that and we are like okay. 3.05 so it's like 0.1 meters something like that like wow yeah, yeah. 0.1 meters a meter is a thousand is no a, a meter is a hundred centimeters. centimeters yeah so, so ten, we're talking about 10 centimeters, 10 centimeters. wow yep. <laughs> that's, and it's about this, that's about the same between us and third as well so that's amazing that, good job all of you that's very accurate i feel like it's it's like the olympics <laughs> After like 200 yards, the the first and second place is just a, a fraction of a second different. Uh, it's in incredibly exciting. Can you talk about any sort of uh, improvements that you're making in the last two days? Are you just doing some refining, or is there any sort uh, of like wild radical thing you can pull out of left field to get way more accurate? I can talk all about it next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> we be yeah, uh, we are continuing our sort of process, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's been really interesting working on a team this time. I can talk about all about the team dynamics because last time I was solo and this time I'm on a team. And uh, the team definitely has ideas that I would not have thought of. And so that's really neat. And so being able to talk, you know, to people who are working on the same problem and you're all working for the exact same pretty short-term goal is, mm -hmm. is pretty unique. Like usually in companies, you're working for some longer-term goal. And so you have to like worry about code structure and worry about all this stuff. We're like mm -hmm. sending files back and forth on Slack. We're like <laughs> not, I don't care about code structure at all. Um, and so it's just a really different dynamic. Uh, it's, it's, it's enjoyable compared to some of the, uh, the other things I've, I've done. Yeah. Different too, from how I think you and I usually work usually for, for me in particular, anything I'm working on is very much a solo project. And, uh, yeah, especially for the code of it, like, in, in rare circumstances i'm interacting with someone else on a higher level of thinking about okay well this is this is like the goal of the code and this is what it should be doing and someone else has an idea for a feature but then it's down to me to, to implement it uh and i've experimented with hiring other people and for code i don't think that's going to make sense for uh, a little bit what what's that experience like for you of having other people who are really in the weeds really understanding the uh 
the technical aspects of it. Is that is that energizing? Is it are, are you stepping on each other's toes? What does that feel like? Yeah, it's more. So I've I've probably had more of that since I've a, con, a consultant. So I worked on mm-hmm. teams that are more like what you were describing. Um, for this in particular, which is kind of the same for a lot of teams I've been on, like we sort of slotted into our special specialties, um, specialties. Um, like we we kind of know you know based on our forum posts and what we talked about what we're good at and we kind of have our own little lanes that we're trying to optimize for Hmm. and then we all sort of look once it's all together we kind of all look at that and see if there's like a place where we can all optimize and so um yeah so we've kind of i think naturally found where each of us fits and uh in the whole solution also like we don't have time to develop like a robust team dynamic and so it's kind of like what are you best at all right do that for you know the next five (laughs) days or whatever um yeah how uh, are, are scheduling overlapping uh, weird, or do you find that you jive pretty well with the the college schedule? Uh, yeah, well, so it's it's good because so they're in Japan and they stay up really late Japan time, <laughs> and yeah. so that overlaps more with my schedule than if they were because if they stayed up normal hours Japan time and I stayed up normal hours U.S. time, mm-hmm. we would be almost exactly on the opposite sides of the world. Um, but as it is, they stay up super late and get up really late which happens to overlap pretty nicely with what i do so yeah that's perfect well i I wish you the best of luck this is the the most exciting olympic event that i'm following (laughs) (laughs) how uh if if you can get first place and beat this uh gps professor gps expert so he 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 at least has a phd we don't know much about him he used his first name but he didn't like post a lot of personal details on off kaggle so we think he's a postdoc or was a postdoc, which means he's either a professor now or a, you know, PhD practicing in industry, you know, mm. somehow related to the GPS, we think. What a feather in your cap that would be if you could beat this person <laughs> as a postdoc in GPS just by like, oh yeah, I picked up a book on GPS and uh, learned enough about it and I know a lot about it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this contest is like only ha- only partly GPS. It's like there are mm. there have been a lot of data problems in this competition, like missing data and and slightly wrong data and all this stuff. And so, yeah, it's just a lot of data stuff. And so mm. you really need both the GPS and the data knowledge to do really well. I think. What a fantastic meta skill of just understanding the world better. I, I had the thought when I was watching the opening ceremony for the Olympics that it feels like the number of athletes that each country has is some sort of a function of that country's population and like maybe one or two other and pieces money. of data, like their GDP or something. Uh, I think it's money too. Like how much money they can spend to send uh, athletes. Yeah. That makes sense. But I, I, I've never seen like a model of that. And so mm. in a, in a pretty short amount of time, I had scraped the data on uh, the Olympics.com website. And uh, now I have this list of every single athlete and what their sport is and what country they're from. And I have not yet answered this question, but like, because I got distracted on doing other things, but it feels totally within my wheelhouse of like, oh yeah, I could answer this question of what the, you know, if, oh, if you just take a country's population uh, and then multiply that by some constant times their GDP, uh, that's how many athletes they'll have. And then if you want to know, you know, what, what area of athletes they'll have, like, is it a coastal city? And it seems like a sort of data learning problem that being well-versed and just, can you get the data? Can you clean it up? Can you wrap your head around causal relationships between them? Uh, I, I feel like a very capable human that this is like the sort of thing that I could solve. Uh, and 
once again, uh, I'd like to affirm, <laughs> I think you're spending your energy in a very effective place. Of, you're 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 focused on like intelligence. You're you're becoming very good at solving arbitrary problems, and that's very useful. Uh, sort of trivial in this example of like the Olympics, but you know, in the in the GPS problem, that's potentially going to improve the GPS ability of every phone on the planet. It's just going to be able to better. <laughs> figure out where it is and that's really cool what a useful place to be spending energy in a, a useful skill set to be honing yeah that's uh that's what i'm hoping <laughs> i love it how is the internship with oh my gosh i wrote it down hidden door how's hidden the, door. the hidden door not internship uh residency uh yeah residency visit visiting okay. software engineer um okay. you can call it an internship if you like uh, also um yeah, it's going great. Um, I about a month in, have a month to go. Uh, they they were really thoughtful in the way that they laid out my summer. They like basically gave me a project that I could complete from start to finish, mm. and that would be actually material usefully you know deployed. And so I'm about halfway through the project um, be, because I'm about halfway through my time. It's it's kind of it's a type of project that is never ending. Like they're going to be working on this for years. Like it's a core part of their gameplay, but. Um, I'm to the point where I've done a lot of web work now. So I've like set up all the APIs and I've thought like deeply about the, the data and about like what different steps need to happen. And now I'm just starting and I have it like, like dummy coded basically. So it's like returns random results, but it act, but actual results. And, um, now I'm actually making those random results useful to the player. And so mm -hmm. I'm using some ML now to actually figure out, uh, you know, what the player needs when, and then uh, returning those results through the thing. So yeah, by the end I should. I've worked with several different language models and language uh, things. Um, yeah, and it's been really neat, especially, <laughs> I say, I've said this multiple times, but working on a non-business application has been very interesting again. So this is a game first and foremost, and it's hmm. been neat to be working on games. Yeah. Cool, how energizing. And remind me, the, the scope of the problem that you're solving is uh, people interacting with a uh, artificial dungeon master uh, through yep. text so I can like say I'd like to see what's under that rock and then you're building a model that could answer like ah you found a piece of silver under the rock yeah so I'm actually building the first part so uh, they these are like 10 to 14 year olds 9 to 14 year olds so you don't want them typing out all their things one because not all of them can type not yeah. all of them want to type you know so you need a fast interface to get like whole sentences or you know, whole ideas of actions into play. Mm. And so how would you build a sentence if you don't want to type every letter? Mm. Well, you gotta type words, right? Mm. So how do you show the words that some that the person wants to type in order to perform their action? So that's mm. the crux of it. It's called the sentence builder, which is cool. the project I'm working on. So yep. How can you allow them to construct their turns? I'm thinking like a like an autocorrect or uh yeah, autocorrect for this specific domain of I want to have some sort of an action that I'm describing in the context of uh, a D&D game. Is that right? It is. It is kind of like autocorrect. Yep. Yep. Cool. It basically suggests words that it thinks you want to play. Um, and if you keep scrolling, then there's words that you may be really weird. So like, you know, if you're fighting a dragon, uh, the first thing might be sword, but you know, mm. three pages down the line, it might be like jetpack or something. And then <laughs> you might submit that. And then the, the AI dungeon master may be like, you don't have a jetpack. Uh, yeah. You can't do that. You know? So like that might be the answer. Um, whereas if you said the more obvious sword, right, then you would get a better answer. But yeah, so how do you give the, the options they want, like sword, but also the options they may just want to play around with, like jetpack. 
Um, gotcha. That's yep. What a complicated problem. And they that AI dungeon master that's not happening in the this this two month residency. So I'm not doing that. So someone is working on that in parallel. Yeah, not me. Okay. What a fun problem. D- difficult too, I would imagine, because like you have to keep track of the player state. Like you have to remember if they have a jetpack yeah. and if they have a sword, and maybe they found a jetpack, and now you have to store that they have a jetpack. Huh. Yep. That's a really difficult problem. How fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love it. Uh, neat. I would love to talk to you about this last week. Uh, I think I'm on my fifth week now of saying that I could easily finish Clips.Marketing within a week, uh, which is frustrating to me. And there's two parts to this. The first part is uh, I'd love to talk with you about the specific technical puzzle that I'm chewing on now. That, like, really for real this time. This feels like the very last just <laughs> little thing of, oh, if I figure this out, I'm I'm done. Like, I've, uh, I have the model, and then it's uh, just... It, I would have a functional thing and then it would be just implementation details after this. And then the second thing is like a more of a meta problem of getting more work done more effectively that I'm perpetually struggling with. Uh, so the, the, the first and more fun one, uh, this technical puzzle, the, the thing I'm trying to figure out is I would love for the interface to be for a user. You are looking at a grid of uh, days and times. So each column is a day of the week and each row uh, is a time. So if I wanted to say like, I'd like to post every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 a.m. and every Tuesday, Thursday at 10 a.m. I could just click the checkbox on the uh, Monday row uh, on the 9 a.m. column. Uh, no, reverse that. The the Monday column, the 9 a.m. row. Uh, okay. And then I'd, I'd hit that same row for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I've, I've hit three checkboxes. And then on Tuesday, Thursday, I go down one row uh, and I hit the 10 a.m. On, on Tuesday, Thursday. And I have that like per hour. That's what I want the interface to be. I don't know how I'm going to save that data. I don't know. Is that like a date time? Is that like an array of times and it's a nested array for each day? Uh, and I don't know how to save the data because the next time I would need to interact with that is uh, I want to be able to query my database for all of my users who have a post due. Like it's it's time for them to run a post. And that query is going to look something like, uh, you know, I, I have a value stored for what the very next time they're going to post is. And I just want to say, okay, anyone, any user whose uh, time for the next time they need to post uh, is either now or in the past. Those are all the people who have posts due. Let me query all those. And then for each one, I'm looping through, feeding off their next post. Uh, and then I need to set the time for their next post after this one, after they've already posted this one time. Uh, I need to set what the next one's going to be. So for an example user, that would be like, okay, right now it's you know Monday at 9.01 uh, a.m. And my cron job is running, seeing which users are due for a post. Uh, I, I come up with the clips.marketing user. And oh, here we go. It's next post was scheduled for nine o'clock. It's currently 9.01 uh, on this beautiful Monday. Uh, I'm going to do their post. And now I need to calculate, okay, when is the next time they would need to post? Oh, it's Tuesday at 10 a.m. So I'll set I'll set their value for the next time they need to post uh, 25 hours from now. Uh, and now they'll be ready for the, the next time this cron job runs. And I'm just having the darnest time thinking <laughs> about how I'm going to do that. Uh, a stupid way that I could do that, 
I'll, I'll say also part of the difficulty of this for me is like time zones are that you know it's yes. it's 9 a.m in the central time zone is what I'm, i need to say and every time i touch time zones i it just breaks my brain because <laughs> you've got to be switching it back and forth like four times in the process of doing this because the server can be on one time zone and the user can be on one time zone and then you need to be doing math on the server's time zone and oh my gosh i hate it <laughs> uh so that's that's the the difficult part that i'm uh that i'm running into uh and i just don't know so the, the a simple way that i could do this is there's a there's a library i know of that will take uh natural language time so i can take a string that says something like monday at 9 a.m and i can have this library uh take in that string and uh a reference time that i think includes the time zone and it will return to me the time that makes the most sense on that string so if it's if it's currently monday and i feed it the string monday at 9 a.m uh i think it'll give me next week monday at 9 a.m but then that feels fragile and gross <laughs> like that that does not feel like an elegant solution uh i am curious i would love to pick your brain how would you approach this problem from a uh data perspective how how would you be storing this data and then how would you be calculating what the next string is and Am I missing something architecturally? Is there a is there a better way that I could be doing this more cleanly? Uh, what do you what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no. So I have solved this at least two, maybe three different times, um, just for meeting place. So meeting place has the exact same problem, which is that you have someone scheduling an event at a different time zone than your server, and it has the additional problem that they're scheduling an event for users, which may be on a different time zone from them, which is on Ugh. a different time zone from your server, right? Ugh. So, right. <laughs> um, uh number one your server needs to be in utc time like there's it, it it better be if it's on central time switch it figure out how okay. um uh because utc time doesn't switch for time zone or doesn't switch for daylight savings time so that's number one uh second thing yes you're scheduling things in the user's time zone um but those things will have a utc a proper utc date also so there's a few ways you could do this uh one is you could create your we'll call them recurring events, um, mm. which are like Tuesday at 9am in the user's mm. time zone. Um, and you could do something like, uh, create. So, so there's multiple ways to do this in meeting place V one. I stored the day of the week. So zero through six and the, uh, time in the, in the user's time zone and the user's time zone. Is that right? Yes. And then every, um, I did it every month or so, but every week at the beginning of the week, you could calculate all the UTC time offsets mm. or UTC timestamps that you're going to need to ping that user. And then you only need to update all those if that user touches that record again. So if they touch that record, then recalculate the next week automatically. Okay. Then your query for your crown job could be just find the UTC timestamp between this and this. And so that makes your query easy. You're storing, you're storing the user's, time zone yep the day of the week and the day of the week is just uh, uh number zero to six yep and you're storing the time in the user's time zone so yep. when you're when you're trying to figure out in utc time what time is this you take you take the time in the user's time zone and you take their time zone and now you create a new time including the time zone. So now now you have the UTC time of when that is. So if it's yep. central time, 9 a.m. on a Tuesday, uh, 
that the object that you're now dealing with is in UTC time. Okay, that that that's part of this puzzle I think I was missing was I need to pull everything back to UTC time. Yep. Okay. Um, the other way to do it, depending on how many users you have, is just pull back all users in your current job and calculate mm -hmm. the like the UTC time of their next time, and then only paying if it's within an hour or whatever you're doing. Um, that will probably work up to uh, you know, 10,000, 100,000 users, something like that. So um, that is less work up front, but it will break after, you know, I don't know, some number of users. Oh, I don't like that. I don't think I understood what you said either. The, uh, you're, you're querying, you're querying every user and getting For all of their UTC times time. and, okay. Yeah, I don't think oh. I like that as much. Yeah, okay, don't do that then. Um, okay. The other way that I've done it is, um, let's see, I had a third way, which is, oh, don't store, don't store the time and date and time zone in there, or don't don't store the day and time in their time zone, but store it all in UTC, hmm. but store their time zone, and then when you show it to them, that is when you convert it back. Then just on the front of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's the other way, but because you're doing, that's more helpful for um, like meeting place because I have, then I can take that time, that UTC date and show it to other people that may be in a different time zone. Mm -hmm. But if they're always going to be in the same time zone, then actually this might be the way to go is to always store it in UTC time, but also store their time zone. So that when you, just when you show it to them, you show it in their time. Um, yes. And I know I exactly what you, this I, is. Yeah. I, I, I think I want to store it as like, integers i like the idea of storing the day of the week as an integer and then i i think on top of that i would want to store like the time as an integer that's just the number of minutes past midnight it is you but i don't know if that would help me <laughs> just make sure make sure it doesn't break over daylight savings time <sighs> daylight savings time yeah there's what what What's the expected behavior around daylight savings time? If I'm, if I said that I want to post at nine a.m. every Monday, and then daylight savings time happens, I think I would want it to now post still at nine a.m., which would be like yeah. an hour earlier or later. Yeah. The yeah. The only problem is if you say two a.m. on Monday on daylight savings time, because uh, in what the fall there is no two a.m. and in the spring there's two two a.m.s. Is that how it goes, or the other way around? Yeah, what an outrageous! I think just no one's allowed to post at two a.m. <laughs> None of no one. Yeah, yeah, no day of the week. <laughs> is that reasonable? Because I, I was thinking about this that if I have a if I have a list of uh, twenty four rows, that's like a lot of rows, and now my interface for selecting the time is pretty big. Versus if I just have twelve, and I just say okay, reasonable people wouldn't want to post any earlier than seven a.m and probably don't want to post past 7 p.m. Uh, well, if you're in Russia you and you want to post, if you're in Russia and you want to post on U.S. time, that might be 2 a.m. Russian time. Oh, it would be. But then maybe you just switch yeah. the time zone. Maybe you just say, I want to post in the central time zone. Also, like, middle of the hour? I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to handle that because I don't want my... I, I like the idea of this box of, like, it's just days and times as a grid. Uh, but then I also don't think i want this to be really robotic where like anyone using clips on marketing is always posting exactly on the hour uh i think something yeah. buffer does is they give you like a random time offset so i think mine is like 14 mm -hmm. minutes past the hour 
uh, and I only have four time slots that I can post in of like morning, early afternoon, late afternoon, evening. Uh, do you have any hard opinions about that of how you would handle the, the minutes past the hour? I could randomize it. I could say like, it's going to be within 20 minutes of this time and I'll, I'll make it a little fuzzier. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to give, you said they give you a range, like early morning, morning, early afternoon. On buffer, it's just, yeah, it's just like four rough time ranges to be posting in. I mean, that's not bad either, because that gives you the maximum flexibility. Like if your server, if you want to take your server down at nine o'clock for an upgrade or something, yeah, then yeah. you don't have to worry too much about delaying people's, you know, posts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have and a server. And that's much simpler then. Now I just have, now it's just four boxes. Yeah per day huh maybe i do that and just see if anyone complains about like i needed to post exactly at 9 15 every every morning uh that that feels like a simpler interface the answer to this i think is that i need to be talking to more customers but i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to be thinking about time zones <laughs> well what would you want to do if you if you had a tool and you're i mean you're gonna use this right do yeah you say nine o'clock or do you want to say early morning i would probably want to say nine o'clock but uh... that's interesting I think I don't care. I think I want to. I think I want to just say like. I think I would just want to say morning. And then whenever you want to post in the morning, and then just not think about it. I don't know that it matters. I've seen posts that like detailing. Ah, this is the absolute best time to send email. It's Tuesday at eight o'clock because that's right after Monday when everyone's already done all their emails from the weekend, and you know they have a clear inbox. And so when you email them at this time, you you get the uh, highest thing. But for this thing like the goal of this i think is to be posting every day so i don't know that the day would matter oh i was gonna say you should like have them select a day of the week and say uh this will use ai to automatically detect the optimal time to post based on your followers uh, that's <laughs> probably the correct answer and then <laughs> and then the ai is whenever just you like want. it's random yeah i just post whatever i want <laughs> or po post at 9 a. i mean 9, 9 to 10 a.m is probably the optimal time for most places so just yeah run it for, so. you know then sort it by time zone and just put every you do a cron, cron job and 9 a.m at that time zone you post all the things from that time zone yeah yeah huh so. that would simplify this then i I might be able to get away with like not even looking at their schedule at all and i just just globally i'm posting in one of the four time slots and then i'm just running this cron job like whatever once every six hours yeah that well, and I was just going to say, too, I mean, how many time zones are there? There's like, depending on how you count it, there's either 24 or like 200 or something like that. But that you can are run through really that list. 200 and you can... time zones? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no! Uh... Why? Humans! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, but you could just run through that list and uh, say, if this, if for all users on this time zone, it's going to be this time. Yeah. So if they have more, if, if you're morning selected and you're on this time zone, then post right now. Yeah, yeah. And then just go through 200 of those. I hate time zones. Why have we done this to ourselves? Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, me too. Clearly, the people who came up with time zones were not thinking of a future when I would need to build something that could <laughs> translate between every time zone in the world. Um, That's right. That's why GPS time is a thing. That's what I'm learning. That's, we only GPS time GPS doesn't time. have doesn't have time zones it doesn't have leap seconds so there you go that's what we need that's such a, a cleaner system good um okay this is a very interesting idea just having 
just having like rough blocks of time like morning afternoon <sighs> i think i'm just going to steal that directly from buffer and then i think that would simplify what i'm doing um and then i like the idea of storing the day of the week just as an integer because that feels tenable that i could then now given that that information from a user if i'm posting for them now then i would just see okay what day is it right now what is the next day that they need to post and then what's the time offset I'm, I'm just trying to get the next time in utc that they would be posting so first i figure out the day which is just going to be the next day based on what day it is right now given a if i have an array of all of the days that they need to post as integers and it's it's day number four right now then i look okay do they have another one on day number four no do they have one on day number five no do they have one on day number six yes they do uh and they have said that they so now now in a nested array for day number six uh, I want to look at an array of the number of minutes past midnight in their particular time zone that they wanted to post. And then I translate that to UTC. And then that's what I set for the user's uh, high level time of like, this is the next time that they're going to post. Okay. I feel like I have a, a handle of that now. And fingers crossed, this is the last, this is the last little puzzle of uh, Clifton marketing. <laughs> Before this is actually posting, oh my gosh, I have so many great clips from this show queued up, and uh, I'm excited to get the ball rolling. Uh, and then also, this this is going to unfreeze me on a couple of fun podcasts I've been doing of just like interviewing people. Uh, I've I felt stuck on this of like I, I want some sort of an engine to be uh, popping out clips, so that feels good. Uh, related to this, I woke up every day. Uh, Treating Lyme disease, if I wanted to make an excuse, but I'm I'm not in the making excuse mode. Uh, that's, a that's a pretty good excuse. As excuses it's a pretty go. good excuse. <laughs> if if I was in the mood to make excuses, that would be a pretty good excuse. Uh, but I'm not making excuses. I wanna I wanna be getting more stuff done. Uh, I woke up almost every day with this idea in my head of like the most important work for me to be doing is pushing forward clips on marketing. This is so close, and it's accomplishing all these things for me, and uh, it feels very tenable. And, once I'm actually in the work doing it, uh, it, it feels very fulfilling. And right before this podcast, I pulled up my data on how many uh, minutes I worked on this per day. Uh, and I'm very strict with how I'm defining working on this. I have to be working in a palm uh, with no distractions for at least a chunk of uh, 25 minutes at a time. And uh, the day that we recorded this podcast last week, I worked on it not at all. And then the next day, 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 an hour and 42 minutes. And then the next day, 25 minutes. And then the next day, an hour and 13 minutes for a total of 199 minutes or 3.3 hours. And that feels terrible. Uh, <laughs> and I would like to be uh, gracious towards myself of like, okay, we, we measured it. Great. Uh, you you can now work on it more uh, next time. But I think, I think there's a... Undercurrent of like a lot of hope in this of like I still meaningly pushed this forward and got it even closer to the finish line of having a, a workable thing. Uh, still got a lot done and got a you know it, it was very cognitively taxing of like I'm, I'm working on all these higher level architecture things uh, and I only spent three point three hours on this for the entire week and I could do that amount of work in a day <laughs> like so I, I feel like I've been doing a lot of trying to be optimizing for what exactly do I want to be working on and what's the best thing for me to be working on right now. And looking at this of like, I am 
kind of happy with the progress that I made on this, only working 3.3 hours. And I felt like every day I was making choices of like, do I want to be working on this or something else? Um, I could be doing this and pushing forward like 10 other things the same amount or more. And I would still have a lot of time every week. Uh, so on the one hand, I'm sort of horrified of like, this was my singular focus for the week. And I only worked on it 3.3 hours. And on the other hand, I feel very hopeful of like, wow, how much more capacity do I have as a human? <laughs> I could be working on so many more things. And I could be I could be pushing this forward twice as much next week. And also I could be doing four other things. Uh, so that feels kind of cool. And also I feel very lazy that I uh, could have been working on this uh, much more than I actually did. What are your thoughts on that? How How, how do you... <sighs> I don't... There's so many things I could be asking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, what What's your hot take on, on this situation? How, how are you feeling about it? So there are, I think, several people who feel exactly like you, at least at certain times. I feel that way uh, um, at certain times. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something you think was your priority, but because you're tracking time, it uh, you only spent that much uh, time on it. So there's a few yeah. things that might be possible. One is uh, you can only spend that much time on it a week before you get tired of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing to think about. The other is that uh, you thought it was your priority, but it wasn't. So you mm. you are cognitively able to spend more time on it, and you should try. Mm. Um, the other one is uh, that's as much as you can spend on that, but you can spend more time on other things as well. So you should try to do that. Um, and so I'm just trying to plant seeds about things that might be happening um, because I know for me, when I try to do things like something you described, which was like I can work on this one day and this another day and this another day, and I get three times as much stuff done, right? Well. It never works out that way for me. I will be working on the thing on day one and I'll be thinking about the other two things and I will be wondering why I'm not doing them, even though this mm. like this is like my, my predefined day to do, you know, task one. Why am I not doing task two and three? Oh, I should I should do those. And I think that the whole day one. And then on day two, I think oh, why am I not doing one or three? And so I never I've never found that it's possible for me to compartmentalize things like that, either by day or by hour or whatever. Mm. Um so your your results may vary if you try that. Um, it, it would be really interesting to see if you want to push forward multiple things, if you could compartmentalize like that. Um, but mm-hmm. I've I've not been able to do that before. Um, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that said, it seems like if it's your priority number one, you should be able to spend more than three hours on it per week. So, uh, but maybe not, you know, and if not, then that is something you have to ask yourself and, and figure out for yourself. Uh, I don't know. Did any of that spark any <laughs> follow-up questions? The idea that I might have some uh, cognitive dissonance, I think is the the term of like, I'm saying that this is my priority, but it's not actually is very interesting. Because I think think to answer that question, I would need to look back on like, what did I spend more time on last week? Like I spent a lot of time reading and I spent a lot of time researching Lyme disease and uh, the the side effects of doxycycline, uh, which... I don't know. Maybe at a higher level, that's how I would want to be spending my time, because uh, that's that's like this lower level health optimization that's going to enable me to to do a bunch of other stuff. Um, I feel like I still haven't cracked this nut of like, how do I maximize my output as a human? How do I uh, take my menu of things that I want to be working on and? get over the activation energy of like getting started on those things that that feels like a place where i'm wasting a lot of time and i think it's up 
Oh, I was going to say, I think it's something where I think everyone has cognitive dissonance about it because so there's there's one level of work, which is like, you know, say you're digging a hole like I just planted some trees. Right. Say you're digging a hole to plant a tree. You have to dig the hole. So you had to, you know, put the shovel in and take a bunch of dirt out. You know, you have to do that. And once you're done, you dug the hole, you can put the tree in Mm -hmm. the other. And so you have to put the hours in for the work to happen. The other side of it is um, there are some fields, computer science it's kind of one of those fields. I would say like math or, you know, some like, you know, professor kind of field is, is more this way, but you could have like a 30 year career where most of that career is based on like a few hours of your work. Um, mm. Like if you prove some theorem in a few hours of really thinking about it, you know, like you had 30 years of thinking about that theorem and then you prove it in like a few hours and that defines your career. Right. Mm. Um, computer science is a little bit like that because the more you think about something, the better it's going to be. But it's also a little bit like digging the hole. Like you just got to do the work. And mm-hmm. so I think your cognitive dissonance, like from what I'm hearing, is some of like the more I think about it or the more I prepare, like, you know, the more I do better for my health or whatever, like the better I will be at the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also some of the like, you just got to dig the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where I would, yeah. Somewhere between proving a math theorem in a couple hours and digging a hole is probably where you should be. And yeah, try to slide back and forth there. I like the romanticism about <laughs> the computer science is like proving a math theorem and like yeah I, I do feel that way because i spent a lot of time just like while i was walking and talking to people chewing on this that is not time that i was tracking but i was putting all these big complicated pieces together in my head that then when i actually sat down for you know the, the half an hour that i did in on uh what thursday uh that was a very effective half hour because uh, I was just like putting together these complicated pieces. I wasn't trying to figure it out from scratch of how I was going to do it. So on that hand, I can feel good about doing that amount of work because that amount of work was like very effective. And if if I'm trying to think about, you know, how how else could this work have gotten done? Well, I could have like paid a consultancy or something to, to do this work for me. The amount of work that I got done last week feels like it would have cost in the multiple thousands of dollars uh, to like to pay someone else to be coming up with solutions to these problems. And that was something that I enjoyed. I, I really like chewing on these things in, in my off moments, being able to think about how these complicated pieces are, are coming together. So in that sense, feels cool. And uh, <laughs> I feel sort of like glorified of like, oh yes, here I am in my ivory tower thinking about mathematics and uh, no one else could be coming up with these theorems and that feels good. Uh, and at the same time, I have seen a lot of value in just pushing forward and just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but just getting to my computer and setting a timer for 25 minutes and like pushing whatever I'm doing forward, uh, gets things done in a way that, you know, I, I feel like I I could just be endlessly pontificating on coming up with like, Oh, but if I architect architect it in this way, then this piece would be slightly more effective. And then that'd be uh, a little bit more elegant. And like, I don't need to be doing that. I can just do the thing. And it doesn't need to be perfect the first time. If I, if I just like get a working version of it done, uh, if I'm just showing up every day, pushing it forward a little bit, that's, I think that's, that's what I prefer. Um, hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I, I think I feel I good think you may have... about this situation. I think you may have answered your own question. So you said showing up every day and you did yeah. not show up every day. So no. my challenge would be that you show up every day for at least one Pomodoro. Um, mm. And the rest of the time you can just think all you want, but uh, yeah. try showing up every day. See what happens. If, and if the... you have, 
if if you have uh, like really resistance to that because i've yeah. had people tell me that before and i've been like no i don't i don't want to in my head i yeah i was telling myself that even though i wouldn't say it out loud then maybe this project is not what you want to be doing or maybe you need to like kind of rethink about um you know i don't know i don't know these are hard questions but yeah mm. i would say try to show up every day and just see how it feels i like showing up every day that that feels like a good uh episode title because that gets me started that gets me over the hump and if I just work for 25 minutes every day, first of all, I'm going to get more done in a week than I got done last week. And I'm reasonably happy with how much I got done, done last week. That's going to refresh this project in my mind of like any complicated thing I'm chewing on is going to get brought to the surface of like, all right, remember, this is the thing that we were stuck on and we don't know what to do next. All right, subconscious, chew on this and, and get it done. Um, and then I like that too, because like I can be making that choice for multiple things. Like I would like to be showing up every day for file inbox. I think that would be a great place to be spending time. Uh, and I would like to be showing up every day for administrative things. Uh, and I probably have four or five available slots in my day of things that I can be showing up for every day. I'd like to be showing up every day for exercising. And uh, I think of, of, all the things I'm currently doing, like I'm probably doing that the most consistently. Um, maybe like reading also. And so if I'm if I'm showing up every day for the set of five core things that I've decided is these are the things that are important in my life. Some days I think I'm going to be able to run away with like, oh my gosh, I've had this breakthrough in clips on marketing and I want to spend four hours on this today. Okay, I still have the bandwidth to be showing up for the other four things. Excuse me. And... Um, I'm still refreshing each of those things in my mind and I'm still getting the incremental benefits of exercising for 30 minutes every day is much better than exercising for seven hours on one day. Uh, so I'm, I'm pushing these things forward a little bit every day, refreshing them in my mind, uh, making sure that they're coming top of mind. And then I'm sort of forcing myself to evaluate the question every day of like, is this actually something that's in the five most important things that I want to be doing? Um, and that feels like a, a worthwhile question to be asking. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I think I want to do something this week about what those five things are. I think it, it makes a lot of sense for clips.marketing to be one of those five things, uh, for filing box to be one of those things for general administrative stuff, uh, to be one of those five things for exercise to be one of those five things. And then maybe like reading or learning, uh, to be one of those five things. I want to be pushing forward a book that I'm reading every day or like doing an exercise from the ML book or like uh, learning Italian uh, and then maybe like family and relationships and friends if I'm doing that every day that that would also be good uh, and that feels tenable that feels like I can have my six little check boxes every day of like I don't need to push this forward a lot I just need to visit it and get started and then okay I've done it and if I don't want to do any more of it again for the day that's fine uh how does that sound that that feels very reasonable that, right now yes that sounds that sounds pretty good um and the what i would also say is don't feel like so say you're working on it for i don't know 20 or 25 minutes however long your thing is yep. don't feel like you have to be like working working producing stuff that whole time um so john cleese has an amazing uh talk about creativity and he um basically says like part of creativity is like you're going to have to just sit like doing nothing else and just mm. like sit for a while with a problem and so if one if you're 25 minutes for one day is like just sitting with a notebook and thinking about file inbox 
like you will probably have lots of measurable impact um, even if you're not coding. So that's what I would say is don't don't think that, you know, just because you're spending 25 minutes, it has to be active 25 minutes. As long as you are focused on the thing, uh, I think that would be super protective. Yeah. I like that. One of the rules that I have in a Pomodoro is uh, I don't necessarily have to be working, but I can't be doing mm. anything other than the thing yep. that I'm doing. So like I can just sit there and do nothing. Uh, and that's okay, but man, my brain just hates that. <laughs> it gets you will so bored so that, quickly, right? and then uh, yep. if if it has this one area where it's unrestrained, I'm like, okay, well, you can do stuff, but it has to be something pushing forward. This this particular thing, uh, I can sort of trick myself into getting a lot of work done. Uh, part of this too that that I'm, I'm thinking a lot more about this and like discipline and uh, getting more things done is I've been. Uh, I moved in with my sister and brother-in-law who are studying for their uh, medical boards for their step two. And they have this outrageous study schedule where they're studying for, mm. I think, eight hours a day. And they've got a timer and they've got their Pomodoros are 50 minutes long instead of 25. And I'm just like, wow, you're getting so much done. And like, you're still feeding yourself and you're still getting laundry done. And how lazy do I feel? Like, I'm just sitting here. What? What have I done for the last three hours? You got three hours of work done, and I've just been sitting here. Um, it, it's consistently inspiring and motivating to me, realizing that, uh, that very effective people who are very motivated can get so much more done in a day just by being more focused and driven on, like, this is the thing that I want to be pushing forward. So I'm, I'm seeing a lot more potential in what my uh, actual output is. Yeah, I will say, so I felt the same way about like when I was in college versus now and like, mm -hmm. why was I able to do so much in so little time, at, you mm -hmm. know, during parts of college? And then I think there's a few key differences that you should, you know, be okay with, which is mm -hmm. they're optimizing for the next few years being incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. You're optimizing for the next, you know, 40 years of your life, your working life, you know, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully being good. And so those are two very, very different things. One is temporary and intense. The other is kind of long and you want it to, like, you know, um, the other one is they have a professor telling them exactly what to study. Mm. You have no one telling you what to do. And so you really, you know, you got to figure that out for yourself. And that's at least part of your, you know, probably half or more of your time. And yeah. the last one is they know exactly when they succeed. And that's when they get their grade. And mm. you, it's completely open-ended, right? <laughs> like yeah. your career could be as successful or not. And you won't even know, like, I don't know, until you die. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. Do you get a score at the end? Do they exactly. tell you how, how well you did? Right, right. Oh, <laughs> get a nice scoreboard. Know, didn't yeah. know that. Looking forward to yeah. that. Um, so yeah, so there's just like, it's two very different situations. Um, and some of it is like, you can trick yourself. The other is like, you know, like we've said before, we're optimizing for what is a good life, not necessarily what is, you know, yeah. Part of a good life might be studying really intensely for a few years. Uh, but you don't want, if your whole life was like that, that would be awful. Right. Mm -hmm. So tricky questions. Tricky. Yeah. Thank you. I feel better. I feel like that's similar to the advice I would have given myself of like, yes, it is much harder to figure out. Like I have, I not only have to do the work, I have to define what the work is to be done. And that's very yeah. difficult. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm uh, playing a game on a different time scale. They're studying eight hours a day is not something I think you could do for your entire life. Unless you just found like the thing that you love sure. that you're living and breathing. And you know, you're theoretically on the cusp of like the, the, machine intelligence and artificial intelligence and you're like you know ranking in uh global competitions for these uh these sorts of contests like okay I, I can sort of understand in that context of like that that's working on that is just fueling you and 
you want to spend as much time on it as possible. But I don't think I've found that yet. Like I've, I've found a lot of types of work that I'm very interested in that I enjoy doing, but I don't know. All of it feels like it's falling short of like this thing makes sense to spend time on and sacrifice everything else for. Uh, I, I've talked to people like that. I have a friend who's a professional magician who just like gets the most life fulfillment out of creating these feelings of astonishment in people. And he has this beautiful way of describing it of like, you know, people go through their lives thinking that they, uh, as an adult, thinking that, that they know how the world works and uh, the, they, they haven't felt truly astonished in years because they, they just go to work and their car works and they don't really think about how amazing it is that their car works. It, it just goes and then they go to work and use a computer and they don't really think about how amazing it is that they have a computer. They're, they're, that's just part of their normal life. And in his show, he can create in people this sense of astonishment of like this thing that you just saw happen in front of you, you thought was impossible. Like he has just broken their worldview. And he places such importance on uh, people being able to feel that feeling in their lives. And he is in such a privileged position of like his, his entire tool set and his entire career has been focused on how to, how to most effectively at the biggest scale, create these feelings in people that he just goes. He's just like every waking moment. He's just thinking about these problems and magic and he's uh, putting together more shows and he's, uh, you know, he'll, he'll get uh, hired for a birthday party and, spend you know 20 hours like perfecting this specific trick for for this uh one particular show that's like this thing that he can't use again it's like made tailor-made for this thing it doesn't make any financial sense but like he loves it <laughs> and, um that's i don't know I've, I've had i've had glimpses of that sort of feeling of purpose and uh but I, uh, every every time i found it it feels sort of elusive of like okay i've i've snatched onto this thread and i've i've pulled it and then I've gotten it and like got 80% of what the thing is. And uh, now I'm, I'm kind of bored and I'm on to the next thing. And I'm, I want to look for something else. I'm, I feel like I haven't quite found the thing of like, oh, I really just want to make as many paper clips as possible. And like, that is the most important place for me to be uh, spending energy in my life. Uh, that's a, that's a difficult problem. How, how do you think about that? Do you feel like you have a, an overarching purpose to your life? That's like driving you forward or are you, are you still figuring it out? How are you framing that? Yeah, I think you and I are similar and like we part of jumping around is part of our purpose. Like we, we find joy <laughs> in jumping around, right? Yeah. Um, so that's part of it. Uh, the other is, so I'm thinking about this Kaggle competition I'm in and the previous one I was in and like why the money is not the motivating factor. In fact, thinking about the money makes me want to do it less. And so that <laughs> is one very interesting thing, right? I would, yeah, I like, uh, so um like I purposely chosen actually some of these, like two of these competitions, they've had lower stakes, lower mm. prizes, um, partly because the, the real advanced grandmasters, they tend to avoid Kaggle has grandmasters is one of the rank and they tend to avoid these and they all go after like, there's one for a hundred thousand dollars right now. And th they're all doing that one. Right. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I've been doing so well, actually, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, but, but like, like I found, like I work incredibly hard on these problems with like seemingly no real gain. Like I'm not getting money. Uh, mm. my rank will increase slightly, you know, and I'm getting knowledge. So that's something. So like why I have to answer the question for myself, why am I working so hard on something that, that doesn't really benefit me, especially in the short term. Mm. Um, and if I could solve that, I could probably solve my life. But, uh, but I haven't, I haven't cracked that nut yet other than, you know, money doesn't, isn't necessarily a thing a after a certain point, I will say. Like I, you know, 
I'm okay money wise. I can always get more consulting work. So, um, so after that point, like, like money's not the thing. Uh, some of it's novelty. Some of it's learning. Some of it is feel like I'm working on the most, not the, not the hardest problem I could be working on, but like a problem that I think will actually help people. I think that, you know, that that's it too. And so I think, you know, you just kind of find these different areas that, that fit you. And then, um, yeah, go after those. So for some people like doing the same thing, uh, forever is, is what they want to do for some people. Like, you know, your magician friend, it's all in one area, like these Mm -hmm. magical illusions. Um, and for some people, I think like us, like it's generally computer related, but otherwise I like to jump around and, uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that ulti- that story ultimately ends, but yeah. I think I'd be okay with it just jumping around. I feel I think I've I've felt the most fulfillment in life in that first jump of like discovering. Oh my gosh, here's this this brand new thing, machine intelligence. It's a brand new thing, and oh, I can take things from this and put it together with other pieces of these other things over here, and. Uh, or, you know, I can, I can throw this project together in a day and I can answer these questions about, you know, what, what determines how many, uh, Olympic athletes a a country can, uh, output. Maybe that's the game. Just like (laughs) notice when I'm feeling the most feelings of fulfillment and keep doing that type of thing. And it sure seems like jumping around is the layer of abstraction like it's not any one particular thing it it usually has to do with computers but uh not always and i think that's when i do feel the most fulfillment is when i'm I'm jumping into a new project and figuring out a a new domain and uh similar to you of like you know (laughs) gps figure it out (laughs) like uh i think you get a lot of fulfillment from that of like i don't think you knew anything about gps before this uh or anything more than the basics and part of the part of the excitement part of the fulfillment of that project is like you get to figure it out and it's going to be hard and you're going to be competing against people who have studied this for years where you know maybe the dude in first place maybe this is his thing maybe he gets the most life fulfillment from just gps and that's he's never found anything that that uh he gets more fulfillment from than this and for you i think the the fulfillment game comes from arbitrary problems that you can get really good at really quickly. Um, and I think I feel something similar in my life. It's about how quickly can I gain proficiency in, in this new domain and how, how quickly can I like make a useful thing in this new context? Hmm. That feels pretty good. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot to chew on too. Lots to think about. Uh, it is. Yeah, I've thought about it I every think, time. Yeah, go ahead. Having Lyme disease has gotten me more thinking <laughs> existentially. Like, I got pretty close to dying. Not really, but uh, this is this is like a thing that used to kill people or used to be a debilitating uh, yeah. illness. If you didn't get antibiotics, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I've I've found myself uh, with a lot of time thinking about like, wow, thank you, society, for like giving me back my life. What <laughs> what can I be doing to justify that? That <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I could have just been knocked back to nothing and now I've gotten that back. So I'm, I'm appreciating it so much more. I have so many hours now where I'm not just, you know, the only thing I'm capable of doing is laying on the couch and, uh, feeding myself and then going to sleep. Uh, what could I possibly be doing with that time to like justify its existence that I have this time and freedom and energy to be doing stuff and like 
man what it's 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 petrifying in a way of like i could be doing anything i could be solving world peace or like figuring out uh longevity or curing senescence or how how do i make that decision even that that feels debilitatingly uh like a, a large amount of uh responsibility to to solve the problem of how to be directing my time and attention uh well and at, at the same time you have to it. know like if you if you don't spend time sleeping and exercising and eating right and probably yes. vegging out on netflix or video games or something uh, yes. then you won't have the energy to do the rest of the stuff so just, yes. you got to balance all that that yep yeah once i get to that point then once i put in all that energy and figured out like all right uh, i'm taking doxycycline i've uh got a handle on the slime disease and uh, i'm sleeping well and i'm eating and what what then like what what is what is that all for how how do i justify the the enormous amount of time and energy not just on my part but like you know all of society and in a in a larger context all of life has like led to this point where i can start a day and just work on whatever i want to work on uh what things could i work on that could justify all of that time and work and energy there's only so much like optimizing i can do of okay I'm, i don't feel hungry and i don't feel tired and uh I, there's nothing else pressing i need to do there are no fires and uh all my bills are paid and uh what what, what do i do now it's a it's a <laughs> tricky problem and i think the answer for right now is just like do the work that i feel like in the day is most meaningful uh and on a slightly bigger time scale so i'm not having to resolve that every day like have these touch points of things that i'm putting a little bit of work into every day uh i have have my core set of six projects of like okay every day i need to be just putting in the reps of pushing each of these things forward and then that is going to optimize my chances of pushing forward something in a very meaningful way uh every once in a while i'm going to get a, a banger day where i'm spending two or three hours on clips and marketing and, and pushing that forward a whole bunch every once in a while i'll have a day where i'm you know doing all my taxes for the year and that sort of feels meaningful <laughs> although i guess that's just like taking care of uh being able to free up time for for other work um I'll make sure you don't go to jail you know that kind of stuff that is that is important <laughs> we had a conversation about this the the line of going to jail is much uh further along than i thought it was that's right um, the irs will send you letters for years i think that's yes. what i said yeah before they <laughs> take you to jail that's that's yeah. a very comforting uh thought i I've, yeah. I've thought a lot about that since we've uh last talked about it <laughs> okay this this is okay if uh if like this deadline passes probably the worst thing that will happen is i'll get some letters and have to pay a fine pay, or something pay a penalty yeah 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 okay well that feels good for right now and i feel jazzed to push forward my cool. uh six projects for today awesome. what does this uh next week look like for you you're gonna find out about this competition in about two days what, what yeah. else would you like to be pushing forward? two days is a competition um after that i'll probably be looking for the next one so that's yeah i'm still jazzed to do that uh i just used your word jazz uh and then uh yeah so working on hidden door so that's you know basically been full-time job it's 40 hours a week is the contract so uh working on that for the next month and um yeah, I, I'm excited there because it's it is a different type of company than I've worked for before, being a game mm. game company, um, and it's a different you know type of product that I like a different like back end and everything uh, than mm. what I've worked on before. So uh, I think the thing that's keeping me excited about that is that it's all brand new, and uh, mm. so yeah, for the next month it'll all be brand new. So I should be excited the the whole next month. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Love I'm it. also 
this is completely unrelated and we can talk about this next time because we're already at time but i've been generating ai art recently uh i saw that using, on twitter yeah, yeah one of them was like my, a pokemon going over a, a city or something yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good i did that, I I did that, for, like my, I did that for my kid yeah um some of them work really really well some of them work not at all and uh <laughs> so but it, so in my free time i'm using my new graphics card to generate ai art and uh that's been really neat so yeah that's so cool your input to that is just a descriptive sentence and then it comes up with the art yep yep that's amazing wow yep. I, I feel like you need a uh, like one of those big displays that's tuned to look like it's uh, a painting. So like the brightness auto adjusts and uh, the the filter on it looks sort of like it's a surface instead of a screen. Uh, and that, that that could be showing like a different piece of art every day or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, or maybe uh, NFTs. <laughs> you could be yeah. inventing these as uh, NFTs. Yeah. T to make money with NFTs, you have to be sort of famous for other reasons. Uh, that's how people really mm. make money but yeah could be um i've thought about starting a twitter account that just posts one every day because i have like i've been doing this for two days and i already have like 40 that i think are kind of neat so cool. like yeah generating them is no problem um so i might do that like a one every day post on yeah, twitter yeah. or something and then that could yeah. be the way that you become famous you just i suppose posting every day and then the twitter <laughs> account starts uh minting nfts from the uh each of them yeah huh neat how cool <laughs> I that, that's a that's a thing I want to get good at. I want to figure out how you're doing that, and because uh, the the book on TensorFlow, I don't think talked about how to generate graphics. Uh, yeah, it it wouldn't. Yeah, because the models that use it are still in Python. Like they haven't. The problem with yeah. TensorFlow JS is that it's a year or two behind the state of the art in Python because people have to port the the, mm. the things. So um, once it's ported, though, you could do it in JavaScript. But yeah, right now you have to use Python. Cool. Part of my prime directives in life is to avoid actually learning Python for as long as possible. <laughs> so far, it's going very well. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, my next week, I would like to spend more than 199 minutes on Clipstop Marketing. And I'd like to spend more than 199 minutes on File Inbox. That's just, I'm just going to show up for that every day. And that's what? 200 minutes divided by seven. That's half an hour per day. That's nothing. That's absolute. That's that's a single palm. I'm just gonna, just gonna do it. Just gonna put in the one, reps. One in the morning. One in the afternoon. Exactly. Nothing. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna do it. Uh, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. It's fine. I'm gonna set the timer. And I'm, my first one is just gonna be thinking about things I could do. Uh, and that's that's it. Uh, and that feels very tenable. So, we'll see what actually happens. Uh, and then. My gosh, I feel so freaking close to this Clipstar marketing thing. <laughs> Sometime this week, we might start seeing clips getting uh, getting pushed on Twitter. It's, I think, after ironing out this uh, scheduling problem, we're we're there. I, it's just it's just gonna get get done. Uh, cool, Chris. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Then I will see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>